make sure you see and you don't make nobody money, what you gonna do? You gonna be a teacher? If you wanna buy or police or EMS or a firefighter. Like if you wanna live in DC and you don't make a whole lot of money to be able to buy a house like that, then you gonna you gonna work for them because you get them I don't believe they'll like per like public public serving jobs like that. I don't believe that should be done just for to survive. But so many people do. Yeah, so yeah, like when I was at UDC, yeah, that a whole my whole class was in the fucking police program to like to be cops. Yeah, and I'm looking at these people, I'm like, if you were chasing me, like get the fuck out of here. Yeah, because you dilute like, the, what you gonna do to me? You dilute, you dilute the product. But then it's also only it's one of the only professions yeah. that still carries the pension. Yeah, that too. That too. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. you diluted the, you, you, you know, when you was a cop back in the day, like you knew your you community. Wanted to be one. You see what I'm saying? You knew. That's what po. That's what I'm saying. Like I come from a time where it wasn't fuck the police. Like you know what I'm saying? Nigga, my grandmother. Yeah, my grandmother and them. Yeah, my grandmother and them knew the police in the neighborhood. Like they would walk. The, they would come through the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So you Stop knew who it was. Like you know what I'm saying? And you know, if he seen you doing some fuck shit, then he was going to take you to your mother. Like, he was going to take you to your grandmother. You know what I'm saying? But or, I wonder, is there, is there a portion in the, the we live, Jake? Yeah. Hey, okay, well, we still going. Um, I wonder, is it a portion in that, like, do they even look at HR when they get recruits in that live in the city? Do they even think about, you know, let me try to put him in the closest community that he actually lives in. No. I think they avoid that shit. Why? You could be your hood. I mean, bro, like, do they have, we, you know, like, I don't know. I just don't think the white boys I see policing now, bro, them niggas is like, that shit is on some, like, them niggas come, them niggas go to the military, come here, and then come here. Yeah, I ran into a white boy in 7 Eleven. Up your way, off South Coast. Like, he was, <laughs> like, you can tell, like, he. Yeah, enemy. Yeah, in the vest with this head. That's, that's how they. That's how they on it. They you the new threat. So it's not Al Qaeda now. You the niggas is the new threat. Ain't no niggas hip to the money. Cause like you said, they still be living in Pennsylvania, North Carolina, and Virginia and shit. Oh, yeah. They just come to DC like. Yeah, my, this my, the police unit. Yeah, my brother in law. He was a he was a, a DC fire department. Uh, DC firefighter. But this nigga lived in Delaware and shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, them motherfuckers travel for them. Like people realize in this little East Coast cluster. They like man, look. If I'm trying to make some bread and not go do a lot of shit, fuck New York. I'm gonna go to DC, work there, regular job, and then live two, three hours away. But a lot of people come and use it as a, hu- a come up hustle too, because you can come down here and get that real knowledgeable experience to where you can go out and work for smaller security firms and things like that. You can get you a CIA job. You can come work for the police department, be there four or five years, and then go be a clandestine officer with the CIA, yeah. and your salary double. You know what I'm saying? You ran through it real quick. So a lot of people do. So do this, that. this, so D, so DC is just basically become a hub for people to, to hustle. To hustle. Yeah. Right. So that that's why we losing integrity in the people in the but city. But it's kind of always been like that though. When you look up on the hill. Nah, I'm no. talking about. Oh, on, on, on on that side, yes. yes. But it has seeped over into the culture of DC. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? That mentality to get over. That wasn't us. That we, you know what I'm saying, that wasn't our thing. You know what I'm saying? We, you know, D.C. was a a place where, you know, like, um, we showed you love. If you respected when you came. You know what I'm saying? If you didn't, then so be it. Now, it's not even people that's from D.C. that's here, really. 
You know what I'm saying? A lot of these people not from here. And it's spilling, you know it's, it's spilling off of the hill. Right, and a lot of the people that's not from here making decisions for people that's here. You see what I'm saying? Like, people that's that's been here. You see what I'm saying? So I can respect a decision coming from somebody that's lived here, that has generational, uh, generational blood, sweat, and tears here. You know what I'm saying? I can respect that. I can't respect nothing coming from, you know, Nothing coming from somebody that this guy here seven, ten years ago. So I can't move northeast to south, southeast. Well, no, I'm not saying. Yo, but you, <laughs> but, but you also know where you from. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And uh-huh. you re- and you represent Atlanta because that's where you from. Uh-huh. A lot of these people was nobodies where they was from, and then they come they here come and here try and to be somebody. No, get the no, no, no. Because like yeah. it's it's such an unknown like DC to the rest of the country, not even the world, but just the country. Like, Telling y'all, like it's y'all already know it's people who know who know somebody from DC who understand they may know, but like it's such a it's such a unique makeup of niggas so close to power but with no power, right? Like and that and that creates a certain type of person. And that's what DC is full of, like people who ooh Jay who run that back turbo, <laughs> <laughs> run that back turbo. It, it created complex <laughs> like people that's so close. Power, like niggas, because you got around the country, you got the bourgeois, like it's in the south, it's different. It's mm-hmm. you got the uppity niggas who close to white, the one who <laughs> the white, and they create their own little cul de sac of them, and they say we're better than y'all. You got the country ghetto motherfuckers, you got the hard working motherfuckers, but up here, you got all everybody, like people from you can be from Farm, you can be from motherfucking uh, uptown, up Delafield, you can be from motherfucking Rocky Pop, you can be from wherever in the city. You can work in the government, or you can get close to power, or you can like, you can obtain that whatever the fuck it is you obtain, but you don't really have no power. So it created a complex when you like so close to all that power, you can be around, you can work with it, you can work with these organizations. But you don't have any. You don't have nothing. That's and that's and no, that's no, no, no. You do have power, but it's not. You don't even know you have power because you gave it up to get what. What it looked like. But see, yeah. but the thing about this though, even Atlanta, you got to think about it like so. Overall, Georgia is a republic. It's, it's a Republican state. All right, so I understand. Atlanta, and then you got the rest of Georgia. And those are two totally different things. Yeah. And one thing we figured out in Atlanta was how to say, okay, if this is going to be, if the rest of the state is going to be uh, a Republican state, but the majority of us are Democrats, then we're going to make our stronghold here. And and that's really how it goes. And it's been branching out now that you have younger white people that are moving to like North Atlanta and stuff like that, but they still kind of on that moderate fence. Uh, traditionally, this is how my parents were. And now that's how I am. So that that's one thing about it. It's like you can still be around power and figure out how to control the inside of it, control your right. portion that you in. Right, 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 right. I got you. I got you. I got you. Well, with that being said, let's bring in let's bring in somebody that's trying to change them. You know what I'm saying? The councilman to be in in here, man. So Beautiful. overall, man, the other day, um, Missy let the chopper go. I did, but I'm not, if you wasn't there to see it, man, you just had Missy, to hear Missy about it. Missy let the chopper go. And the only reason why that, man, is uh, even even as a PG resident, like, everybody know me, I'm black. And, like, I, I love everything about black people. And, like, even one of the first places I came when I came to D.C. was Southeast Ward 8. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, overall, the, the current representation in Ward 8. Hold up. Now, this is a somebody that's... Looking from the outside, looking in, you have no 
Yeah, you have no outs. You have no. If you don't, if you don't know, you don't know. Right. Um, so what do you see from the outside? So looking from in? the outside looking in, is a lot of a lot of clout chasing. It, I want to be on the scene, but I'm not necessarily. Um, I want you to. It's like you know how when it's like if I talk loud, then you don't really get to see what I'm writing down. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Damn. You're just listening to me. You're just listening to me. You're just like, oh, yes, it's from here to here to here. I give you something else to listen to. But I'm writing something else. You know what I'm saying? So you ain't paying attention to what I'm writing. You You're paying attention to what, what I'm saying. saying. Yeah, okay. And that's what's going on. A lot of people are catching on to what a lot of what the representation here is writing. And when you, I mean, it's hearing, and then when you go back and you do the research on the writing, it's just like, wait a minute. This ain't, this ain't adding up. So as big as you making it is... Yeah. You're doing crumbs. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're, you're really doing crumbs, but you, you know what I'm saying? You're on the scene at the wrong situations and some things that really heighten, that, that blow some things out of proportion. And it was disappointing to see that um, because I just don't, when I think about, even I think about, you know, old DC politics. Like, I'm not from here, but I do know a little bit about old DC politics. Like, never saw Marion Barry do that. You know what I'm saying? Even all the way down to Vincent Gray. Um, you never saw him just be, you don't see Vincent Gray on the scene now, even though he's an older man. You don't see him just out in the cameras, and Vincent Gray can be out in front of important cameras. Mm -hmm. Like, he's not just small time, you know, hey, I'm out on the street. Like, he can be in front of a big camera, and Vincent Gray wanted to cause a, a huge scene. He can make a couple phone calls and cause that was a huge scene, and he doesn't do that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? He lets his pen speak for himself or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I, I feel like, you know, this person that we gonna bring up, man. When I met him, you know, I didn't, you know, I know who he was, but you know, I did my research and, hey, I mean, for what, you know, I think Ward Eight needs from an outside perspective. I think he's definitely got it. I mean, he's got the background. You know, he he's his writing speaks more than his talking, mm -hmm. and that's the part that's important when you get behind them closed doors, when you get in them closed sessions, them closed chambers where the camera's off, yeah, cause that's when the pen matters. I keep, that's what I'm saying, because we keep hearing, we're going to get answers. Yeah, we're going to get answers. And and, yeah. and, the, and they don't talk to you. Yeah, or you, we're going to get answers, but you ain't even talked to the attorney that filed a motion. Yeah. That, see, you know what I'm saying? See, they filed we, a lawsuit. That's what I'm saying. We we understand how to speak daily. You got to speak yeah, to them got to. lawyers. Mm -hmm. This is how you get answers from them. They not talking to you, dude. Or even this is when you get the answers, what you gonna do with them? Yeah. What you gonna do with them? Like, what are you going? Like, what kind of policy are you gonna create based off of the answers that you get? Or even, are you even trying to be involved in the policy? Are you trying to play that game to even get the answers? You can't just show, you can't just come knocking on my door, boom, 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 boom. You think I'm gonna answer the door? Instead of reactive, 
That's what I'm talking about. That that reactive shit, that's weak shit. Yeah, that's why you can't get nothing done. That's what I'm saying. We got to lay plan down. You got to lay plan down and, and put intent behind it. Yeah. That's what I'm not seeing intent. You understand? I know what intent look like. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I can look at a person and show it and see intent. That's one of my gifts. Mm -hmm. So I don't see that. That's why I'm like, ah. So that, that whole, I mean, this whole situation, man, is uh, it's unfortunate. First and foremost, uh, you know, it's a federal facility, you know, folks on their way out, um, and, you know, to just cause that ruckus, mm -hmm. um, it really is, uh, you know, it's just, it is clout chasing. I mean, yeah. it, it is. Um, and we, I mean, Councilman does have the power to pen that they're supposed to be using, uh, one that they can ask serious questions, one that they can hold people accountable, um, you know, reach out to Eleanor Holmes Norton, because it's a federal mm -hmm. facility, uh, make calls to the mayor, whoever else needs to, you know. But to to constantly always try to chase a, a ambulance mm. um, or, or chase the sirens is is, is extremely reactive. Um, and the job of a, a council member is to prevent the ambulance, mm -hmm. right? To prevent the sirens. To come up with policies that are forward thinking, you know, to to reduce it. And we haven't seen a reduction in violence in a long time. And that's one thing that we were promised four years ago. Oh. I can reduce the violence. Mm -hmm. I, I got it. You know, I'm, I'm from I'm from these streets. I can reduce the violence. Um, and the truth is, I mean, it's the, the violence in our community has plagued us, and it's going to be really hard to tackle. Yes. I don't mean to cut you off. That's when you're talking about curing violence. You got to know where that comes from. You okay. have to. You. You have to you have to you have to study that because it is a sickness. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? You have to study well what causes that mucus to seep out into the street. What what's 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 causing that? You see what I'm saying? We can't fight something that we don't know what caused it. You see what I'm saying? You you that that's what that's what you go to the doctor for. They gonna mm -hmm. give you something to cover those symptoms up. You see what I'm saying? Instead of, like we was talking about earlier, finding you somebody that know how to cook things other than collard greens, you know, <laughs> find you a woman that can get you, you know, make you a a kumquat or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know what one is. You know, yeah, you know, know what one is. You know, so you know the. I, I'm joking, but those, 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 the things that we eat contribute to violence. To contribute to the criminality, you know the things that we sin, the things that we're you know we're exposed to. All of those things lead to criminality. But it's it, you just telling me we can stop it. But what's the blueprint? Yeah. How are we what? How are you going? What is your? What? It, how are you going to stop it where it starts? You know what I'm saying? How? That's and and, that, and it has to be outside of just. You know, giving away backpacks, giving away food. And food. That, it, it has, that it, it shit, has, yeah. I mean, because the thing about it is, if you're giving away, if you, <laughs> we we talked about this earlier, if you're giving away food, then give away good food and then have some classes where you can show them how to cook Absolutely. it. Absolutely. 
You know what I'm saying? Coach, that's it. Don't okay. give him that. Don't. <laughs> you know. You shut your mouth. <laughs> hey, man. You know, shut your mouth, man. You know how my mind goes, man. Shut, you know shut your mouth, goes. man. So but I mean, that, I'm just saying, know, like, you know, like I, early, like I said, the information part is what, what we need, and that's part of the information. That's it. That's it. <laughs> if you can find somebody, if, 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 show people how to be physically and spiritually and mentally strong in this time. Mm-hmm. Before the coronavirus, but in in your community, show them that. If if you can show them that, then you got a better chance. But it ain't, it's not a can. You have to. That's the responsibility that you signed up for. Yes. As a part, like when you yes. out there in the front, you're a representation, you're a representation of us. Your representation of us. You have to like. You have to be on that point. Like everything's got to be on point. Yo, like, that's what you signed up for. Even with language. The way you say it, how you say it. Even with language, watching on TV, I'm like, come on. You see what I'm saying? That's not how we show the That's not how we look. That's not how we speak. Especially when you want the kids to aspire. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're a role model for the community. I mean, I understand trying to be relatable and palatable to the community, but that's almost to say our community doesn't understand. You know, appropriate yes. English, proper English, yes. or doesn't dumbing you down. Yeah, dumbing us down. That's not it. Yeah. And that's what a lot of his bills have been. A lot of it's a lot of dumbing. It, it has dumbed down the community. Wow. It really has. It. It's not like for me when I see politicians. I know politicians like they handle the cross board. Housing is an issue. Job creation is a huge issue, especially in war. They, like job creation. Like, are there any companies trying? Are you trying to attract companies here? Like that's that's part of it. Maybe not. But that's a, that's an issue in there, um, and then crime. Like those are the main three things that, especially across Southeast, I mean, that goes across the board that people are concerned about, like yeah. housing, jobs, and crime. It's been like that for twenty. It's been like that for ever, damn near. It's been like that's what I'm saying. What are we doing? But this is but this is this is what I think one of the big missing pieces pieces is the community got to take accountability as a whole because. No matter who you put into that seat for council, whatever, the city, there has to be a relationship between the community and that council member. Mm-hmm. There has to be a relationship for it to work. Absolutely. But at the same time, things have been, not just in War 8 throughout the city, but specifically where they think has been pretty bad for a pretty long time. Absolutely. But the community at some point, and it's not no overnight thing, but it has to be a sense of accountability taken for the community. And it's not nothing crazy big, but it's always little shit. It's always little shit about taking care of your community, taking initiative in certain aspects, being involved, making sure your neighbor's straight, making sure certain shit doesn't go on in certain areas, like kind of getting back and oh, because the blueprint, you say you got to find a blueprint. The blueprint existed for years, but it just, as time went on, people stopped listening to the people who was telling them what the blueprint was and started creating their own blueprint. Well, and stuff. They started listening to people who had the money to tell them what to do. Well, they started creating their own blueprint. And, they, and as time went on, we get to a point now where it's so many blueprints were created, so many people moving in so many different ways that nobody really knows, okay, where do we look to for the one set way? How do we get back to where it needs to be? But over time, everything's got watered down. But the blueprint has been set and created before. And it's one thing it do, it do start with is a sense of community accountability. Like community has to say, look, if we tired of this shit as a whole, you know, we're not going to let this just be up to my person. We're going to help and assist the, the best way we can do our part because, I mean, Jesus came, they killed him. No disrespect, but, like, it's never going to be one person. You know what I'm saying? Like, Listen, these, these niggas would kill Jesus. If Jesus came out of the sky right now, these niggas would smoke Jesus' ass. I guarantee. 
Man. Yo, they was smoking. That's a lot of people were. Real shit. If Jesus came down out the sky right now, he have a price on his head. They'd chop Jesus' ass up. And then, and that's just what it is. I mean, because they, they'll chop Jesus up just to say, like, I did it. Yo. It ain't even nothing that he did just to say, like, hey, I did it. Like, I'm the one that did it. Listen, we have to start. This is the key. We have to start loving ourselves because when you love yourself, you're not going you're not going to throw trash on the fucking ground. You're not going to yeah. let your, you're not going to let your community fall apart. This community is a reflection of how we look at our, how we feel about ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's where it starts. This community is a is is it's a lot of self hate here. Yeah. So we have to start there. We have to start loving ourselves. Like I said the other day, bro. A piece of trash not going to defend itself. Yeah. They know that. So you have to start looking. That's why we. That's why we trying to get bread. We trying to create industry so I can so I can hire people mm-hmm. to get put money in their pocket. Because when you got bread, you feel a way yeah. about yourself. You see what I'm saying? When you got you money, and when you're doing something with purpose. And yeah, that's what I was about to say. And and it goes further on the point of. If you are able to make your own bread and not rely on, like, say, the government, yes, like, yes. When you, like when you go out there and you work, even if you work, you're not somebody, gonna kick the hole yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah. You're not gonna fuck your community up no. because, nigga, hold up, wait, <laughs> I paid. I paid for this. Wait a minute, right? Mm-hmm. But when the government just paying it and just housing you, you don't give a fuck. Because you, you don't know, because one on the financial side, you don't know how much it costs. You don't know how much. You don't it know costs. how much it costs to really house you. Like you might say, oh, I got a thirteen hundred dollar voucher. You ain't not, But to really house you here, when you figure in rent, mortgage, all of that, to house you here, that's some three, four thousand dollars a month. That's why we teaching wealth, Mike. We're not teaching you to be rich, because you can still be rich and be broke. I have. That's why niggas. We was talking about her. That's why niggas walk around with fifteen hundred dollar shoes on and still eating McDonald's. Because, nigga, you just want to be rich. And you don't know taking care of your body is got wealthy. The, got the fat stomach now the you running you around here coughing, talking about you got the corona. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, B. You been eating fucking bullshit. You ain't been eating no vegetables and expect you not to cough when the boy comes here. You ain't putting the peppers in the salad, man. Listen, man. Listen, <laughs> not, man. we gotta start there, Mike. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. I think that's that's how a council member can really be uh, instrumental because this is you specific. Right? Um, the project that we have, you know, it's coming. Uh, Union Square, right? It's right around it. Union Square um, would have created two thousand plus jobs, right? A lot of retail opportunities, hotel. Permanent jobs, construction jobs, all kind of opportunities. Um, small business opportunities, um, and as opposed to um, you know, keeping that project on the table and maximizing that project for the community, uh, you know, trying to shut it down. Right? Shut it down. I don't like it. It's going you know, to cause displacement, cause gentrification, all this. And that's another conversation, right? But because I think people understand gentrification and displacement, mm-hmm. then you can prevent it. But I'll, I'll save that for a second. But I said, well, that's not that's not gonna be that's not gonna be the case, right? Especially with all the opportunity, we have people that are literally hungry for opportunity. They want housing, 
They want jobs, right? They're looking for small businesses, right? They want, we have so many small businesses over here that don't have space, retail, or whatever, where they can use a little startup capital to build their capacity to create a millionaire, right? Or to create mm -hmm. a pipeline of businesses. And so I'm not just talking about the actual storefronts, but the construction jobs, right? And so if I got a small scaffolding company, right? Yeah. Got small, okay, so if you can get bonded and insured for, say, out the gate, 50,000. All right, you got 50,000 in this project. But now, you know, if you go to that next project, you already bonded for 50 grand, so the bank might say, all right, I'm gonna bond you for 250 or 500, whatever it might be. Or at least you got your foot in the door to some of these, you know, Mm -hmm. We got these cranes everywhere. Um, and so that's, if we were doing this creatively forward thing, we were just, all right, let's get all the resources we got over here. Okay, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? What do you, they resident? All right, let's figure it out. All right, we got, all, we got this project. Sit down with the developer. Let's work with this scaffolding company, right? Of course, you know, following all the rules, but honestly, I feel like we got to be intentional about working with local but see, that's business. also somebody that didn't know their power because if you had the point to say, like, nah, shut it down, if you got the point to say, nah, it ain't no go, then you had the point to really be at the table to say, okay, if it's going to happen, it's got to happen like this. You know what I'm saying? To where you can say, okay, I can protect the residents over here. Uh, I can protect the small businesses over here. I can protect this and that and this and that. But, but you got to remember, we talking about... You got to know how to do that. You got to know how to do yeah. that. You... You got, you got, and you had had something before. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. See, when you ain't never had, when you ain't really never had nothing, and you get a taste of something, then you want to like to keep it to yourself, type mm -hmm. shit. You see what I'm saying? We but that the the dollars. Yeah, but that comes with that comes that comes with maturity. You see what I'm saying? That comes with maturity. You mm -hmm. have to be mature to do that. And if you, like you said, if you're in a position to do that. It should have happened. Yeah. It should have happened, and it should have happened the way we needed it to happen, right? That's what I'm hearing. Absolutely. Um, you know, so it's just, you know, a, a lot of the folks in Anacostia, across the world, they want opportunities. Uh, and I became parent was, you know, a very small, select few of people that are just, just folks. The narrative was, well, we don't want that. It's not for us. It's not. And other people said, no, we could use some development. We could use some. Uh, improvement, opportunities, jobs, yeah. small businesses, retail, um, you know, even like I said, the construction opportunities, um, especially we're talking a hundred million dollar project. That's a lot of 500,000 ads you can make. It's a lot of 250,000 ads, right? That's a lot of, you know, opportunities. Yeah, because like, like take for instance, um, the Walmart on Branch Avenue, yeah. all the way in Maryland. Yeah. Right? I'm talking about past Allentown Road. Mm -hmm. You know how much DC tax dollars they get? A lot. A whole lot. Because the only other place you got is if you, and even if you off St. Barnabas, you in PG County. Like, I was looking at that online the other day. Like, how they get so, they get, I think it's like 40% of their revenue comes from DC tax dollars. Mm. Wow. Because when you're down there outside of that, you got Giant and you, everybody else lives further down yeah. Waldorf. You know why, though? You know why that did, you know why we didn't take advantage of that? Because we weren't ready. We weren't ready. Niggas not prepared. That's why I said we got to separate niggas from black people. What's this they putting right here across from the Safeway? This, they've been building it for Skyline. a year. Skyline. Mm -hmm. what, what's that's that? That's Seven. That's that's another big project. Uh, Wait, right there at uh, Safeway and all mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. That's what's that right there? Mm -hmm. 
the fucking um the 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 uh so the Africans may came in. The Africans came in here and made a million or niggas. That the nigga is dead, bro. It's time. Fuck them. Fuck twerking. Fuck partying. Fuck all that. We can do all of that, but can we get our business straight first? Yeah. I'm with. I, we was just talking about this, Mike. I like. You know, we like fat asses. We like <laughs> Hennessy. We like our J's. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We like to smoke the green. Yo. My nigga, but don't be sloppy with it. Yeah, we do all of that after Don't be a snake after hours. Hey. But, you know but you know what? It might be best for niggas just to get at I'm going to tell y'all some real shit. I ain't tell me some real shit. I got a close friend that every time I see them dealing with anything marijuana related, that shit make me want to quit. Like on some real shit, like on some... Man, I ain't got no benefits. Like, and it's not even really so much about the Oh, oh, oh. Why are you going with this, Jay? Nah, it made me want to quit because you see, like, I always got this thing, like, and I know it's the same with y'all. Like, growing up, we seen, like, crackheads. I had friends mm-hmm. and crackheads and shit. Sure. So, anything crack related wasn't cool. If you join them, you like crackheads. You bald-headed, you like crackheads. You stupid, <laughs> you crackheads. Like, crackhead was always a negative thing. But point. the real part of it is crackheads got tendencies. Like, them motherfuckers are surviving, they like roaches, they're always around, like, they're gonna do whatever they gotta do to get $10 mm-hmm. to $15 to get high that's that day. Mm-hmm. That's then that's fact. all they worry about. Next day, same shit. That's a fact. But people, this is just me personally. People get like that with weed, like, it's all like look crazy, because it's like, oh, it's crackhead tendency. Yeah. This is like weed. Yeah, you know crack, what I'm yeah crack is not the crack. And I got like a friend, yeah. every time I'm with this, like, around, you know, him in the vicinity, and him, like, supposed to be serious or whatever the fuck, like, like how he handles weed and how weed controls him, like, cause I think it's a control thing people have, like, make you feel good so we relinquish power. How that shit got him, but that shit made me want to quit sometimes. That shit make me go home like, man, bro, I don't even want to smoke. Nah, what it is though, bro, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be straight up with you, bro. Like, people going through a lot of pain, so that pharmacopoeia, mm-hmm. that shit is, a, that shit is, that that shit how people deal with their demons, bro. So but for me, I can honestly say, like, I've been smoking since I was, I'm 29, I've been smoking since, my first time I smoked was 15, but I ain't even smoking, like, heavy for real since, like, 17. And the whole time, I feel like I've been high, except for a couple of months, like, that whole time frame, from 2007 to now, yeah. I feel like I've been high since for probably two, three days, two, three months collectively, if you add up some days. And I can honestly say, like, the few times I was sober, like, I like getting high, you know what I'm saying, it's good, it's good for me. But the few times I was sober, like it had been so long since I had been like that high. And I ain't talking about like a couple of days, like from like a month with weed out of my system, I can like think straight. That shit crazy. I like forgot how I felt to be like sober and shit. Yeah, and for me it's you know, I still do it. Like I'm you know, whatever. But I do recognize it's like people that shit allows us it, it, we allow weed to have controls over yeah, a lot more than what you it's know. It's an addiction. But see, yeah. like this though, like yeah, this. look that part because everybody says it's not an addiction, no, it's and that's addiction. the problem. Getting that like you can stop doing something to go back and still be addicted. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think we be thinking looking at it as like harmless, but everybody don't handle it the same well, see, way. See, the thing is, the thing is about the thing is like with like with weed, like you know, like like I said, I ain't now I ain't smoking till I got on the street. I ain't smoke or drink when I was in the street because I just couldn't afford to lose. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I started smoking when I got out of the street. It wasn't, you know, nigga, my man got me to smoking. Like, nigga, you ain't, you ain't got nothing else to do. So, 
But when I started smoking, it brought out my creativity too. It, mm -hmm. it let me just, you know what I'm saying? It let my mind be free. It unlocked my mind. So, you know, I'm not, I don't use weed to hide anything. Mm -hmm. I smoke because I get creative. You see, it gets me to my creative space. Pull stuff out of it. And I'm not going to smoke if I'm not getting no money. Yeah. You feel me? I'm not going to smoke. Let me tell you, I'm, if I'm not getting no money, I'm not smoking. Exactly. This is like my wine. I don't <laughs> drink bottles and shit. I don't do that. I go, I'm a curator of weed. I like good weed. Yeah. So, my nigga, when I can afford it, that's what I smoke. I don't, I don't go buy jewels and I don't go buy, I don't go do that shit. I don't go get fly. I don't do that shit no more. I eat good meals and I smoke. And I hang with my kids and shit. And kick with my girl. That's it. A good movie. Some quality time. I'm straight. Happy. I'm happy. You see what I'm saying? Genuinely happy. Yeah. It's, I'm genuinely. This is my life. You that part out. I was having. I was. I was. Um, I talked to it. When I say like a long time friend, I talked to this cat. We went to high school. And um, he ran track. Went off. Ran Olympic trials and all that. And it was a young. Hollered at my college roommate mm -hmm. and you know, he's like you know they're closing the schools in Georgia and he had a nephew that runs track kids pretty good and right. so I was like well, let me try to connect them and you know we was talking I hadn't talked to Ron in gosh, 20 years yeah. like since I, I graduated a year before he did and I know like when I left I hadn't talked to him since and whatever and I hit him up on Instagram and was like hey man I got a kid I need to check out and like within 20 minutes it was like hey what up and we was just talking for a while and we were just kind of talking like that, like, man, being able to go off, see other things, stuff like that, be able to come back. And then, you know, he was like, yeah, I know you smoke and stuff like that. And I was just like, for me, it's to be able to get a lot of it out of me. Like, I, I'll write a lot of stuff down or I'll keep mm -hmm. a lot of stuff pent up in me. But that allows me to be like, all right, let me get out. Let me say, let me go sit down and talk to my wife. Mm -hmm. Like, all of that. Um, it but, does. It, it's like when you smoke, it, it lets you to talk. Mm -hmm. But even to bring both of y'all points together, like, like how Jake was saying, like, um, you'd be able to see a lot of different things. Like you said, it's a lot of chase. Like, we, you know, they use it to cope. Yeah. Like, when you, like, for me, like I said, I've been high 20 years. <laughs> I've been high 20 years. Yeah. And when I'm not high is when I leave the country. Right? When I leave the country is when I'm not high. <laughs> That's the <laughs> so I'm I'm like, so I'm shit. No, I'm so But the thing about this, when I go to other countries, like, take first, like, I went to Thailand, and again, like, before I went, I was like, I'm going to find some weed while I'm there. It's always... you always on a yeah, hunt. Yeah, i always on a hunt. Who has the pack? Yeah, I'm always on a hunt. But then, like, I just kept I just kept reading. They were just like, hey, don't do that shit. The nigga set you up. Like, they'll they'll have a nigga sell to you and nigga be sitting right there behind you. So, like, don't do not do it. Like, they they known for that. And so, but when I went over there, like, I'm sober as fuck. But, like, you go over there and you don't see, like, they're not having to chase... But then I kind of like having to deal with some of the stuff that we're dealing with, so they're not having to use exactly. cannabis to cope. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. a lot of the stuff, the, the not trusting the government, the health mm. problems, mm. Um, you know, society. But the government is a big reason of why I've been thinking about how long I'm even going to keep doing it. Because, like, there's no way. Like, the weed is already controlled. Like, it's a big difference between. Oh, no. Like, no. You got to grow your own. No, we got to grow your own. Even with the seed dispersion, it's a big difference in weed. And it's a, let's take an example. The, the strand headband or green crap or alpine or 
or acapulco gold, any one of those strains, mm -hmm. you can take it from 2008 and smoke it. And it'll be a unique taste and smell and look to it all and a unique high and you're fried. You know what I'm saying? Blueberry crisp, you're fried. Like, nowadays, you can get one of those strains, you can get all of those strains down and up and smoke them. You'll be high as shit. But it's going to be like the same, like the weed, it's changed, like the THC levels went up, but it's like, dog, all the weed is the same. Yeah, it's yeah. different names and shit. It's, it's like all, all the weed is the same. Mm -hmm. Like it's the same type oh, of everything. No, I like, can't say that. I, don't, I because I the I get it, I get shit that I, I know make me feel different. You see what I'm saying? I got some perfume. She, she is really into. She is a real nerd about weed. So. Man, she needs to sit down and talk. Oh, yeah, she's a. Remember when she was talking? Man, we nerd. She nerded out of the drum. She know what I'm saying? So, we get all kinds of different because we really, in, like I said, this is not, I just stopped smoking just because, nigga, it's just something to yeah. do. I smoke. You know what you're I know what I'm smoking. And see, like, for me, like, I don't like, like, I, I, was, I was always, when, you know, growing up, you just smoke. Like, you, hey man, you got some weed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. who got the weed? Who got the weed? But like, around about 08 is when I really started to pay attention to. Yeah. I went to Amsterdam and started paying attention to. You had to go outside. Exactly, had to go outside and see it and right. realize, like, okay, what's the difference between Indica and stuff like that? Like, right now, and I, I changed. Like, right now, during while we ain't in school, yeah. I'm having Indica. Because yeah. I'm just chilling at the, house, chilling at the house. And if I'm on a sativa, I'm up trying to figure out shit to do. Like, uh-uh-uh. I'm man, you be a good Give me the sleeper bag. Yeah, Give I, me the sleeper bag. I picked up some perp the other day, bro. I was sleeping in 30 minutes. Listen, I'm telling you. <laughs> Done. Mike, you hit me the other day. <laughs> this nigga said, I'm going to call you back. I said, oh. <laughs> I smoked, nigga. I woke up. It was 930. I said, oh, shit. I looked at him. Yeah. I said, damn, Mike called. But I mean, that's also the thing. Like, even with that, like, even with the legalization of marijuana, again, like, we not educating. We not educating nobody on what it is. Or how to not or how to, how to use criminal. it. Like, the youngest was selling it. You, we know we legal, young, but not selling it. You yeah. standing out in front of the fucking 7-Eleven? Every time I walk past you gotta say, you gotta say I'm I got that pack, I got that pack. Come you on, you gotta say I'm giving it away. You gotta <laughs> say I'm giving it away. You don't even know what the, like, you, it's still illegal to sell Damn, I was about to give you the game. I was about to give you the, the updated game on how to do that. Yeah, I'm <laughs> but I'm gonna gas the other day, dude. I got that pandemic. I'm like, damn, y'all move damn. fast. Damn! Y'all move fast. Y'all niggas are on the wire now, huh? I'm about to say, I got that pandemic. Man, I got that blue top. <laughs> damn. You know what's actually strong. people just now? I'm this honestly though, this is one good thing I can't say about this um this pandemic, right? It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people that's like take for instance these battles, these these Instagram battles. Yeah. It's some pure music being exposed right now. Like not necessarily being exposed, but like in a good way. Mm -hmm. Like when okay. you had the little John and T Pain battle, like hey, that was a good two hours. Oh, I didn't see. Bro, that was a good two. And when I went into it thinking about it, I was just kind of like T Pain, little John. Oh, like, these hits, bro. Yes. Yeah, even the even the Manny Fresh Scott Swartz one oh, was just like and just like so everybody yesterday and I I cleared my that's why I grilled out I cleared my day for this for the the Teddy Riley Babyface one yeah and they postponed it oh they want ten dollars for that I I paid you paid ten dollars for that? hell yeah ten dollars that's not I'm I ain't got nothing to do for yeah I'm at the house I'm at the house save all your money for yes. all your money. I, 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 I got a lot I got a lot of weed I got a lot of weed me and my wife my my man said, my man said, I, when I said something about 
about the Erga Badu jump. I'm like, what y'all, you know, y'all yeah. coming through? So he like, man, she want it went up to two dollars. I'm like, well, what the fuck? Like, nigga, I'm trying to figure. I'm no, like, you know what happened? So you know, we was gonna do it, and you know what ended up happening? I got caught up. Like honestly, I probably watched like four hours worth of rap battles yesterday. For real? I just I first I saw something on Instagram and was like, and just started scrolling got through, in the hole. got in the hole, and went downstairs and was just started rap watching rap battles at least from like seven to like ten o'clock. Yeah, that shit was. I was like, nigga, like, shit. If you can't afford two dollars, nigga, you don't need to be on the internet. And she do a good show. Yeah, like, yeah, she had a good show last night. Like, you need to be on the internet just, before And job. the thing about this, a lot of, she caught heat from a lot of people, and she explained it last night, like, wow, she was like, hey, y'all got to understand, she like, I got to pay for it. I still, if I fire my sound guys or whatever, and they out of a job because we doing this, like, hey, they still got, they got families to feed. They got, they still got to do all of that. Yeah, so that's where this money yeah, goes like, to. That's what I'm saying. It's her art. Yeah. So, like, she owned that shit. Mm -hmm. Like, so, you think, you niggas... Cause niggas want shit for free, my she nigga. Said, yeah, my, I'm an artist. Started the anthem like what, two years ago, a year ago. Yeah, it was like a year ago. Yeah, yeah. that's cheap. No, that's a good show. You have a good show. No, that's why I said show, music huh? is a healing thing. A music yeah. can heal you. But they'll pay. They'll pay. The, they'll pay seventy-five, eighty-five dollars to go see a Rick Ross show. Now Rick Ross don't put on no show. Like he might, he I'm gonna just, get out there. He gonna run around. He gonna have one of a Versace shirt. He might take his shirt off or whatever. But like Erica Badu puts on a show. Dude, she comes, lights, yeah, lights, band, all of that. Bro, that shit is healing. And she was actually saying she was yeah, saying yeah, 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 people, people remember where they see when they where they where they was at when they hear. Yeah. Yo, that shit is healing to some people. When you go, oh, to, if you go to ancient countries, bro, when they do them. Mm, they, uh, they, they, that's healing. Yeah. Mute, them vibrations, that shit is healing. Music is powerful. That's why I be saying about WNBA young boys. That nigga is retarded. And he's teaching all your kids to be retarded. And these kids love him too. That, yo, they, I had, He is the. He's everything he is, to them. He, they dog. Yeah, he is everything to them. And uh, I just can't figure it out. Like. A fucking re. That nigga is a. Because he song. is. He, what is, uh, help, is he help me out, out Jake. He is the average teen in America. So man. Boy, son, like, son, want to be a rebel for no reason, bro. Man. Like, son, he want to be a rebel for no what reason. What is he like, so mad about? I have no idea. That's I have why no he idea. Live on, he living real reckless, though. Son, but that's, that's almost every teen boy, son, that's like, it's not all of them. We got to figure out but what's son, making them so mad. Bro. Making up problems. They mad yeah. at? You know who they mad at? They, they, they oh, no, you know who they mad at? They mad at your dad, they daddies. They mad at they uncles. Yeah. They mad at all. That's why they so nigga. Fuck you. Mm -hmm. I'm a young nigga. I'm thug. I don't give. I would never say that shit like that, man. Bro, I be here right listen, now. that's what I'm saying. I'm like, bro. I had to tell my son, like, bro, you singing this ain't you. I can I still hug it. I still hug and kiss you. <laughs> like, what the fuck is you doing? You know what I'm saying? Come on, bro. This ain't. But at least you got a son that can separate it. Though. Yeah, he can separate it, but I'm like, bro, but he... It's a thousand kids that can't. Yeah, they man. I ain't one of the thousand that can't. They just mad. Like, why y'all so mad? But I know why they mad. We failed them. We ain't protect them. Yeah, that whole the thing. The shit he should be going... The shit youngin' going through, he shouldn't be going through that shit. Yeah. But... Not when you got the girl coming in and stab like that that part yeah, there. Yeah, man. And That's then even on that side... And then, and then let's tell you about the wording of it. Because, <laughs> you know, I read the whole thing. And so on the internet, they going about them. 
It's another cat cop chasing Carl Lemon Snitch just because he said he cooperated with authority. Okay. Kodak. Kodak. Yeah, Kodak called him out. So my thing about it is if you come here and if I just tell you and say, hey, my name is so-and-so, I own I own this house I'm, or I'm renting this house, like that's still cooperating with authority, just giving you my basic information of, hey, I'm the owner of this house. So y'all not y'all can't just throw me out. Y'all can't just take me out. And so people take little things like that and just jump on the internet and say, oh, he's snitching, he's a snitch, he's a snitch because he cooperated. You see how mad he got, though? Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. The flip side of that is like, dog, why are you, why are you entertaining? Why are you entertaining when you know what the property is? But but the thing about it is, you got a lot of youngers that don't understand proper procedure. Because why? They ain't never been in that situation to where they own enough to where they gotta say, hey, this is how I gotta do it because I gotta take care of this shit because I own saying. it. They just fucking with you because you staying in the rain. Yeah. Stop staying in the rain, stupid. You don't want them to fuck with you, stop staying in the rain. You ain't even getting no money out here. You get you getting harassed for fucking ten dollars an hour. Get the fuck out of here. They should be kicking you in your ass. Get it's the bad. fuck out of here. And not, and not even say as bad as Drake is, like, and not on that point, but like, I don't know why a lot of people well you do have people that pay attention to Drake. Like, Drake get his money and stay the fuck out the way. Easy. Like, he'll get in the way of enough things, but you got you gotta get it, and he Drake gotta want an interview with you. You're not just gonna roll up on him. TMZ ain't rolling up on Drake. You ever seen TMZ just rolling up on Drake like that? He Jewish too, though. <laughs> so I mean, that means something. Hey, nigga, why you? Th- that's what I'm saying. This shit, this, this shit is not about Paris Hilton Jewish. No, this shit, is, this shit is not about black or white. Oh yeah, bro. I know that. This shit is about bloodline. This shit is about who who you who you know. Fuck black and white. It, it, it's a it's a motherfucker it's some motherfuckers with black faces that smash yeah and it's some white people that go to war for them so it's about bloodline that's what I'm saying it's about building having a plan bring them in oh he good that's your man you responsible for bring him in yeah. if he out of line you, you gotta whack yeah. you know what I'm saying you straight up it. you vouching for him okay cool you. if he fall. You whacking But see, hey, but see, when you think about that, like, you know why a lot of people, a lot of black folk ain't vouching for people? Because they don't want to take on that responsibility. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know the reason why they don't want to take on that responsibility? Because we don't get to know each other like that no more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It always becomes a business transaction. And you understand, like, when we talking on the same business, that's the same business. But if I bring you into something else, I got to make sure you on board with that business, regardless of whatever it is. You can't get into there and start wilding because, again, you on me. You know what I'm saying? So if you get in there and say, I bring you in, and you just get in there and start turning up and wilding, then... Yeah, you ain't living right. I ain't you ain't living right. Like, I had I had to realize that, like, I had, I, I literally had to live that because I, I mean, it was at one point in time, like, I had, a, I had a man that was in a position where I was like, hey, man, look out for me. Can You, you think you can look out for me? And I didn't realize until a couple of years later that, hey, he ain't look out for me because he saw that, hey, you ain't ready for that. Yeah. You ain't ready yeah, for that. I and I can't. I ain't gonna put your name. I'm no not gonna disrespect. Put, no. Yeah, exactly. And no I couldn't understand. I, I just couldn't understand that. Like, hey man, you and you can. Damn, we can make this move together. And he, he, he could see like, hey, nah, you not quite ready for that point. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely gotta get people ready for what they. You know. That's what we gotta be prepared for. What you want? We and gotta, my part was I wasn't prepared mentally. Like I was still wild. That's what I'm saying. We if we we as we gotta be prepared for what we want. We not prepared if they give us. A hundred uh, trillion dollars, we wouldn't know what to do with it. Mm. 
Which is, we be like the fucking, uh, the Dave Chappelle episode. Niggas would buy a, a truck of Newports. No, we just know. But the thing about this, like if somebody gave us a trillion dollars, we spent 90% of it trying to get out of the hole instead of saying, hey, let's spend 50% trying to get out of the hole and take this other 50 and progress to pull everybody else out of the hole. We we just say we say cool. We just say fuck. Yeah, we would say cool. I'm gonna pay our, I'm gonna pay our nine hundred million dollar debt, and we are gonna keep this hundred million dollars, and we are gonna try to figure it out. Then you'd be like, whoa, 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 no, no, pay down some of the debt. Just pay some of it down, and then create, and then create yeah, then, yeah, so you can pay it off. Or maybe they might just say, or just go to them and say, hey, I got six hundred for you, and they might be like, cool. We've been at, we've been, we look. We've been trying to get yeah, just go on, let me get it. We gotta get on, we gotta get we that's why I say it, we gotta get on the all get on the, we gotta get at least a hundred people on the right mind on the same mindset. You see what I'm saying? I think we're almost there. We almost there. We almost there. We get a hundred people on the same mindset and the same group thing. You can change a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Because right now you can't even get ten niggas in the room to agree to one, but they want to eat. Nah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Real shit. And then, and even on that point, it ain't even about agreeing. It's about the point of like, hey, what you got? What you got? Let's figure it. Like, it's, it's for like again, this whole time I've been able to sit down and just think about stuff. And I was like, man, if I ran for office, you know what my slogan would be? Just get it done. Like literally, like whatever. If I gotta go across the aisle, you come in. You come in. What's what we need to do to get this done? Like what we need because right now we're not playing the game of getting it done. We're playing the game of oh, I'm gonna dribble the Look ball at on me. This. Yeah, I'm gonna dribble the ball on my side. Look of the court at me, here. man. And nothing like that. And nobody's here. <laughs> we just dribbling. Nigga, heisting like a man. Pass the ball. <laughs> yeah, what like, the fuck? We just out here dribbling. <laughs> we just out here dribbling, and we get down to three seconds, and we put up a bad shot, or we hoping that we yes. get out. Yeah, we shoot all airballs. And so, like, it's just at a point like. Niggas fall for go go. Airballs. Niggas like this, you know, across these niggas. Because my thing about this, like, what? Airballs. Outside of the job readiness programs, you're readying me for a job that I don't have access to. Jesus Christ. You know what I'm saying? Like, we have a lot of that going on right now. Like, we got job readiness program is one of the biggest hustles in nonprofits. Period. They set aside a lot of money for job readiness programs, and it's easy. <laughs> job to get. ready. Yeah. But the thing about this, it's no ready job. To work for Nick. Exactly. <laughs> it's no job. It's no jobs to get me ready for. Because the thing about this, is like job readiness program. You know what's not in the job readiness program? HVAC. You know what they're hiring for? HVAC. You know what's not in the job readiness program? Um, uh, I forgot what it's actually called, but like being a survey. I know down south we have them white boys. They get out of school, they gonna be a certain niggas to be holding that day. Oh, the hole that look up, niggas. Yeah. Hey, no, no, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. They be looking through the little hole, yeah, yeah, yeah. make bank. Yeah. We street surveys and stuff like that. How we laying streets right here, like that. That's job. That's the job readiness that are would be beneficial to where cats can really go through that program and get out and do something with it. Oh, welding. We not doing none of that. We not y'all. These youngers not even working with their hands no more. We putting out, we putting out chefs, but we don't got enough kitchens. But you know why? And that's real. It's because the bomb ain't know it, man. They don't understand it. Because like I was talking about earlier, they like, oh y'all niggas can only learn this way. Y'all can receive this way. It's easy if you say it to you like this. That lower bar is become the new standard. These niggas don't even like. It's it's like you gotta go back two generations to where it really came from. The standard of the bar is so low. Everybody who's deficient come out. 
and they expecting the handout to be walked through because they got walked through a process, but it don't it don't really work like that. You know what I'm saying? They never had to be fully accountable. So I feel like that shit come from just like generations of just like, oh, we gonna know the bottom. Complacency. Yeah. But it's like, but we've got a, we've got away from old school morals. Like I was having a conversation the other day, right? One thing that black folk don't play about, and it's been a joke on, on Instagram or whatever, but one thing that, and even from the South, I know, funeral homes. What about? Black folk, um, uh, Hall, Johns, and Brown has done everybody in my family. Oh, about who buried? Yeah, they've done yeah, everybody yeah. in my family. But you That's know, we're stupid, not, though. No, no, no. But you know, we're not producing. Huh? We're not producing What's black morticians. Exactly. And the thing about it is, in the black community, that is an important factor of. That's in the, in the community, we're not producing. We're not even burning our dead the correct way no more. Yeah, and so now we got to take that, and you know, to bury somebody ain't cheap. We got to take that to somebody else, and we burying a That's lot big, of people. We burn a lot. Big, big, big business. Big business, and not and and so little things like that. To That's where why like, I say we gonna get into that uh, such and such. Yeah, we got to because yeah. I mean them, them old school businesses like a mortician, uh, the cat, the mechanic that really owned the shop that knew like, hey, bruh. If you're gonna get you some 26 inch, 26 inch rims, you gotta get you a bigger brake set. Yeah. You you can't you can't that, those oh, brake I sets mean. are made for 18 inch rims. Yeah. Like you gotta understand that Niggas part. Going foreign. Yeah, like, going to the dealership and yeah. getting fucked over. You but you can't buy but thing like that is you can't buy you a foreign and take your damn you can't even get no oil change in Midas for the 30 minute oil change either. You gotta understand that part. You have to understand that part. You got to understand. You got to understand form. You can't you put eighty-seven gas in the car. Do you car. understand form? Exactly. That's the point. If you gonna buy that, niggas shit, don't understand form. They, they just understand the word. Like I got, I got this. And you don't you, know what the quadruport does. You don't know what that do. That, don't do that. Oh, hey, oh, oh I got one for you. They, they don't know the difference between four point on the four point six. Forty thirty forty five. Do we got levels? Do that shit even got levels? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. What you trying to say? We gotta stop, folks. You know, driving Maseratis, living in apartments. Yeah. Damn. That's, you gonna see it in? You gonna see it this summer? That, Somebody gonna have a new vet. That, that's a problem. I'm like, you know, how much was that? You know, come on. They're like, I'm. Yeah, it's more me. I'm like, yeah, but get you something to appreciate, bro. Right? Come on, now. Like, yeah, let that go, man. Immediate like, gratification. Immediate. I mean, I can see the bands and all. Okay, you can't wear no house out. No, you exactly. Can't. I'm like, hey. Come on now. Hey man, yeah. they finna run this vet crazy. Sixty grand, sixty grand for a rear, bro. This shit's like a Ferrari. Yeah, Who's finna run that crazy? Yeah, nah, that's and you know what they gonna do? Wreck. Yeah, them jumps gonna fuck you up. You gotta really know you how to drive. Them. Drive them front wheels. A real one. Yeah. Really gotta know how to drive that. You shit. a little closer to the front wheels. Yeah, you know that jump is right under. Yeah, that jump is shaking under. Some sand in the back. I got two.
anything else? Anything you want to say before we leave? Um, we 57 days from election day. Yeah. Um, we are focused. Uh, it's time for what is to have an experienced and responsible council member. So please check us out on platforms, Mike 8 Austin. Our website is www.mikeaustin8.com. Please check me out. We're giving out uh, sanitizer kits to everybody. Now we got sanitizer gloves. You know, y'all stay healthy with the corona. Got some packs for the kids with, uh, you know, pencils, pens while y'all out of school, you know. You know, keep the parents, you know, a little satisfied. So we just been giving it out, you know, but please check us out. Um, Mike 8 Austin, uh, all platforms. Um, it's all about, you know, board eight and how we, uh, it's time, you know, for us to improve. So please check us out. Yeah, man, do that. And Mike, if it's all right with you, hey, if they hit us up in the DM, can we let them, y'all, if you want one of them packs, hit us up in the DM. Yeah, I, got, I, got, I got boxes up. Yeah, hit us up in the DM. We'll get your information yeah, to Mike. And yeah. either one of you, yeah. Mike will drop them off. Yeah. I mean, we need one of us. We'll come drop them yeah, off. And we're going to make sure we, we get these out. Yeah, man. Yeah, so. so you got some gloves. You got see, hey, especially for y'all that need these, um, the the masks. Yeah. Got the gloves, mask, all that hand sanitizer. Yeah, for free, you know, for free. Yeah. So if you need one, hit us up. Yeah, yeah. I'm already yeah. I'ma sell my junk for five dollars. <laughs> 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 yeah, y'all don't know selling masks, uh, four dollars. For real? Yeah, I'm like y'all on now. Y'all oh, like one. Guess who owns the store? Yeah. yeah. All right. When the new episode gonna be up? Uh, tomorrow. It's done today, whole time. Just the one from the last week. Yeah. So, yeah, so by the time this will come out, make sure you, if you, when you, you might get y'all show of the week, whole time, some special treat. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Y'all sitting at home. Yeah, y'all yeah, know. Got shit to do, man. Now, by this time, y'all done, y'all done found it in the TV and the internet. So and, and go ahead and try to find the end of a podcast, man, and go ahead and go through our season first. That's man. a fact, man. Mm-hmm. AM four twenty radio. They, hey, got the shirt, you know. Oh, yeah. 100 Wolves. You know, we got the shirt, you know. It's only a few left, so.